Big Pharma ran millions of dollars of negative advertisements against me during the campaign, which I won, by the way, but, you know, we'll find that out. Uh, almost 74 million votes. We had Big Pharma against us. We had the media against us. We had Big Tech against us. Uh, we had a lot of dishonesty against us. Here we go. There was Donald Trump this morning. You're with The Weekend Collective, uh, Tim Beveridge. Um, Anna Burns-Francis, our U.S. correspondent for TVNZ, joins us. G'day, Anna. G'day, Tim. How are you going? I'm all right. Where are you coming from? New York at the moment? New York. I'm back in New York because nothing's happening with that transition yet, is it? Oh, <laughs> we I live ca- in hope. I can't keep uh, track of it because we get distracted with stories about Rudolph Giuliani and uh, bad hair, hair dyes and things like that. But where are we at with the Trump legal challenge to the electoral, um, to the vote? The short summary is that we are two wins for 35 losses in court with the uh, scorching burn of Pennsylvania probably still in Rudy Giuliani's um, ears today because it was, the judge noted he was making his ruling also with prejudice. So the campaign now cannot go and file the exact same claim again uh, an appeal, they will have to come up with some new grounds. They were trying to strike out 7 million mail-in ballots in one fell swoop. Well, good luck on what grounds, said the judge. You haven't proven anything. You've got nothing in front of me and you haven't even applied for the right legal argument. Uh, a bit of an embarrassing day, you've got to say, for the Trump campaign. What were the two wins? Anything significant? No, so, and one of them that probably is the easiest one to explain is that a few of them have been, they've removed what they've been requesting and left such a small request in with the judge that it's okay well yeah sure you can have that because one of them related to do with Pennsylvania was actually asking for all the ballots that arrived late to be put to one side right that's what happens anyway (laughs) so you could call that a win but they're just doing what they were doing anyway so okay yeah great you won that case but that they, they said they wanted certainty that that would happen, and the judge said, okay, sure, you can ask for certainty that that will happen. I grant you that the, the order is made that they must put those ballots aside, and Pennsylvania said, okay, cool, we can do that. We do that already. Oh, okay. Uh, thank you for that one. Um, now, look, Rudolf Giuliani in his, um, in his news conference says some pretty inflammatory and strong stuff, and yet when he's in court, he's an officer of the court, is his language as inflammatory when he's making his arguments or is he somewhat of a pussycat when it comes to the legal side of things? Oh, look, uh, there's a few questions really around why this seems to be the the tactic being taken by Donald Trump to use Rudy Giuliani. It's been a long time since he was a practising lawyer and arguing in front of a judge in court. And you've got to say from reading the the analysis of the way he's presenting these cases and or the team are presenting these cases, it's not... He was not the right choice of lawyer. He certainly was didn't handle or was never uh, specifically focused on constitutional law in his career, and that's what he's being asked to argue in court. Uh, and you can see in the judgments, the judges are saying this is not the right section of law or you're trying to blend two parts of a case together. Someone uh, from the team, one of the other lawyers, said today, well, I think you're going to find you're wrong. The, the judge today has been very nice to Mr Giuliani, uh, making recommendations for local local bars to visit. And as some, uh, one quick wit came back and said, if the judge is being nice to you and recommending where to get hard liquor, you have absolutely <laughs> lost the case. 
Now, what are the things that the Trump team seem to be doing? They're having a crack at the electoral college votes and basically asking the electors to ignore the popular vote, which is technically yeah. legal if anti-democratic. What can you tell us about that tactic? Yeah, so it's a roundabout way and it's a last gasp. And what we're seeing is these meetings that Donald Trump is asking to have with these, uh, particularly at the moment, uh, Republican uh, state legislature officials from places like Michigan, uh, which obviously was one of those states that was part of the blue wall, flipped red for Donald Trump last time, and then he's lost it again this time. And he's arguing that if he flips one of these states back, the election is on the way to being his. Now, he's lost a number of smaller certifying, so it's almost, you've got to think of the election as really a whole bunch of little elections, and you stack them up like a giant profiterole cake, and you end up with one election at the end for your, for your president. And so they all have to certify their results, and they pull them all together. And he, what he's doing is trying to work his way up the ranks, inviting these uh, Republican Party members to the White House for these meetings, uh, well, the lawmakers have been very quick to come back and say, fear not, issuing public statements. Yes, we had a very constructive meeting and asked for some more money for the COVID response. Uh, and of course, we'll be sticking to the law when it comes to uh, passing on or certifying any votes. So there's no movement there yet to try and flip the Electoral College as much as Trump would like them. They will be going with what the votes have told them they should be doing. So on the COVID side of things, of course, we've got Thanksgiving coming up and a lot of people wanting to or tempted to go and catch up with the family. Where are we at with the COVID numbers and you know what are the fears around Thanksgiving? Oh, it's horrific. We're still topping record daily uh, numbers in. Well, I'm in New York. We're hitting daily numbers here. It looks like they've just they've closed schools. They're mm. about to. We think everyone's very worried. We're heading for another lockdown, particularly with the colder weather starting. That that will only be a matter of weeks before that happens. And of course, when they look at all the figures for where they're getting pop-ups and clusters, it's because it's getting colder and people are spending time indoors with each other. And what is Thanksgiving? It's a holiday indoors, having a meal in a close space with everyone. I was on the phone to a woman uh, who lives in North Carolina just the other day, and she was saying to me, she'd never been to New York. She said, do people in New York wear masks? And I said, everybody wears a mask. I said, does, she said, oh, in North Carolina, where I am, they all stare at you if you wear a mask. She said her whole family, she wasn't going to do Thanksgiving this year, but her whole family had announced they were all coming round. Her sister and their partners and children, her parents, you know, getting uh, through to people when there's no cohesive message and it's led from the top down and your federal government doesn't say anything about coronavirus you know, it's very difficult yeah. to convince the mass population. There was a, a G20 yeah. online summit today, and Donald Trump appeared for part of he that. He looked excited, didn't uh, he? But, yeah, except he left for the bit about the pandemic and went golfing. <laughs> yeah, I was being sarcastic on that score as well. And what about Biden? What's he been? What's he been saying? Well, he's trying to maintain this uh, attitude of a low profile because, of course, he's just riding this out. He's yeah. making plans for his transition team, but he won't, just is not making much. Pro it was his birthday yesterday, so happy birthday, Joe yeah. Biden. Uh, I hope he had something nice to celebrate because he's not getting many phone calls of congratulations from people up on the hill at the moment. So, you know. Mm. He's going on about coronavirus and yeah. making his transition team and that sort of jazz. But have, you, have you bought your turkey yet to you know, start getting it ready for the oven? 
Oh, I don't know that I own an oven in this apartment that would be big enough to cook a turkey. Uh, and I'm slightly horrified by the size of these animals. It's just, they're enormous. Look, I, I have a very um, small and well-cultivated group of friends in New York, certainly not enough to feed uh, one of those beasts too. Good on you. Oh, well, enjoy what Thanksgiving has to offer when it comes anyway. Thanks, Anna. Cheers, Tim.